or not to be? That is the question. My horse, my horse, my kingdom for a horse. Don't be so dramatic. Hello and welcome to Don't Be So Dramatic. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Jason B. Moore. And welcome everyone to a very special episode of Don't Be So Dramatic. We have got a guest on the show here and her name is Eva Kolodzejska. Yes, <laughs> got it Yay. right. Excellent. And um, she is uh, an acting coach here in London and she does workshops here at the Actors Centre where we're recording today. And we all jump straight in. So welcome Eva to the show. Thank you for having me. And let's uh, start with a bit about your history. So everyone asks this question, where did you train? Where, how, or how did it start for you? When did you decide you wanted to be an actress? Or It's or a cliche with me. Since I was very, very little, I thought I did. I thought I did. Really? So I then did the rounds in all the drama schools. I went to the RADA summer school. Then I went to Lambda for the three-year course. Didn't like it, did the foundation and then went to Artsed, didn't like it. I kept changing drama schools. So by the time I got to Artsed, I stayed there because it was time to stay, stick to one. I did five <laughs> years of training in total in the end. Wow. Um, five years in one month. Then I've just done an MA at Central. Uh, so that's six years in total in one month. Wow. Um, so I kept changing these schools, and I realized that it wasn't the school that was the problem. It was me, right. which is normally the case. Um, the acting wasn't for me. And actually, all along, I was being told that I was better suited pedagogically to coaching actors than directing. I didn't listen. I thought it was like a, you're not good at acting, so you might as well direct. Really? And I, that's how I took it. Rubbish. And now, when I finished, when I finally left Artsed, I got offered more and more work coaching. And the minute I stepped into it by accident, I thought, yeah, mm. I love this way more than I ever loved acting. Way really? more, way so more. It was kind yes. of, it and was I've got way more to give as well. It was, it was your calling, but you, you were yeah. shut off from it. Completely. And it's funny because all my amazing tutors at Lambda, at Rada, at Art Central, they all said, you're a you're better coach. And I thought, really? So they all saw it apart from me. Right. How did they see it though? Because, because uh, you know, because it's interesting. Because I went from acting to directing, and went, "Wow, this is the thing." Um, so, how did how did they see it though? Because it's, um, yeah. How did they see? It? How did they uh, tell you? How did they say you're good at this? You, what was the difference? They would tell me. I think it's because, say, in rehearsals, I would always get very involved with talking to the director about the process and about how I see the images and what I would do with the piece. So I was always looking at it with a lens of a director mm. as opposed to from the point of view of an actor. My point of view was always different. Yes. Um, and I wasn't... And then, and then when I had to perform, I would get terribly nervous and ill. Um, I actually snapped my spine. Oh, as oh my God. Said. Oh, a bit too much. Yeah, that I knew... <laughs> Don't, don't do that for your art. And that, no. Yeah, and that's when they quickly realised, this isn't for you, my dear. Yeah. You're very sensitive and you're really going very ill. So I was very ill for many years. Yeah. Um, I had to learn to walk again, talk again. Oh speak. my. I was blind. Oh my you know, God. How like did you <laughs> snap? Stuff for your art or what? Yeah. Wow. And okay. that, yeah, and then I actually had a nervous breakdown when I left drama school after five Are years. Are you sure you didn't get the sign? You should have got the sign a long time ago. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so my dad kept saying. He was like, do you not see the images here? Every time you get an acting job, especially big ones, yeah. I would get really really ill as I've just said so you so going back to what you're just saying about the uh, directors you obviously hadn't became a natural assistant director I suppose in that sense as opposed to by learning loosely I mean, yes. by, by looking at saying talking to the director yeah so that's yeah that's that's great that's so how did that progress though so did you you did act did you did I did act when I left and um, I got offered a very big part and that's when I had a nervous breakdown and I was actually drugged for two years 
um, on medication. And that's when my father was like, this is really not for you because you've wow. now lost the plot. Mm. And that's when I thought, right, I can lose my body. I can get really ill, but I can't lose my mind. So that's when I gave it all up. It was a very hard decision because mm. if you've spent your whole life training to suddenly give it all up, it's quite hard, but the inevitable. And I've never looked back because I've started coaching straight away after that and teaching. Right. So <laughs> let's, okay. So let's talk about, because on your website, it says that you, your father is a life coach. Yeah, he was. He was a life coach. So how was that influenced when you're growing up to have well, a actually, father Well, actually, when I, sorry to you, when I was growing up, he wasn't a life coach. Right. He was a businessman. Okay. And then he divorced my mother and found God, in inverted commas, um, and he got into life coaching. And that's right. when I met him, went up with him again yeah. when I was in training. Yeah. Um, so you both had a change. So we both had a massive yeah. change, yeah. And he really did change. And now he's dying with dementia. So now oh he's no. gone the other way of, you know, full oh circle okay. of being an amoeba. But when he was around, he was an amazing life coach and man. Yeah. Wow. And how, so how, d how did that... Do you think that that's... Having that influence around you... Um, A, maybe the, the sort of religious in the sense of the... It's not religious. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, but I mean by the... I don't mean the word preaching, but I mean the words, well, maybe I'm using the word coaching, um, would influence you as a coach yourself. Not a director, but as a, as a coach. Because yes, they're very different disciplines. For sure. Um, do you, would it's, you say your it's father's... It's influenced me a lot, okay. a lot. Um, I am getting to be known now, not just in this country, but in other countries, as a coach who also does life coaching. I do it very subtly. Because it, it's hand in hand. It's so hand in hand. Absolutely. The two are the same thing. And the more I teach actors how to act or help them how to act, I should say, I realize that life and life coaching, it's the same thing. Theater and life, it's the, it's the mirror to life that Shakespeare speaks Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And the more we see it as a mirror, the more we can see that it's all the same hat. Absolutely. I mean, I always... I always Whenever I'm in the rehearsal room, I think it's a good therapy session for me as well as yeah. them. And it's the psychology of... The, who you're the characters you're working on and the actors you're working with uh yes absolutely right the the life coaching or or, or psychology is exactly the same yeah because drama. how can you understand another character yeah. if you don't know who the hell you are so which is why i got into so much trouble as an actor myself so how do you approach that then um well being known now as someone who does a bit of life coaching i get calls from actors saying, can you help me with this or that in myself, not just in the acting? And then I get some who say, can you just help me with this bit of the acting? And some who want to merge the two. Mm. So if I get told to work on something specifically, I do that. But a lot of the times, the ones who need the most help are the ones who don't ask for it. So mm. that's when I go, aha, let's in a very subtle way help <laughs> you with X and Y and Z, which you didn't You're know. You're pointing to yourself. This is what <laughs> you do as well. I do. It's just like, wow, it's great. No, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, and it's interesting then, because then... Because actors, they don't... As you said, they don't realise they need that. And then when you do that with them, they go... It's like a huge door that's Massive. Open. Massive. massive door that's and open. suddenly they, they're like oh, I can be a star absolutely <laughs> without ego absolutely like getting rid of that ego absolutely and they they, they have their, they find their truth and all those sort yeah. of cliche stuff but it's it's absolutely true I don't know if this is for you this, this, I find actors get stuck themselves because they think it's hard work mm -hmm. I've got to do this it's got to be hard work and you think mm. well no you know the quote Meisner's quote about actors not having enough love as children Yes, go on. Well, Meisner said, Sanford Meisner, who um, I think is a wonderful practitioner who's now dead, sadly. Um, 
he said that actors are only actors because, I'm paraphrasing, that actors are only actors because they weren't loved enough as children. Mm. Wow. And when I first heard that, I was like, oh, that's a bit hurtful, that's a bit harsh. And I thought, actually, do you know what? He's kind of right. There's something in that. And there's something, and I, and I work with a lot of actors who are in training, before training, and a lot of professional actors mainly right now. And I noticed that there's something that they are striving to do to accept themselves, which is almost the wrong way of going yeah. around about it, because actually if you accept yourself first and then start acting, your work will be phenomenal, mm. and it won't be about you, it'll be about the text and yes. the lack of ego. But actually, they go into it the other way, which I did too, I know for myself, which was, oh, I feel empty inside, I didn't feel loved, da, da, da. So therefore, I'll find myself in acting. No, it's you will lose the plot. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of that, isn't it? You've got to find yourself and be, be true to yourself before you can perform whatever it is that you're performing the text. Completely. Yeah, absolutely, because yeah, absolutely, you, you can't, <laughs> it's like, trying to find in the empty pit but the, the pits are already empty so you're never going to find yeah. something so yes life coaching and directing and teaching as you said you do it sometimes intentionally the life coaching if i get asked yeah and sometimes you don't yes uh how how does the don't process happen then how do you the what process how does the, how does if if an actor who, who comes to and you start doing the life, life coaching doing the speech thing without them asking how do you subtly tell them um, they need that? life coaching <laughs> tell them that they need I'm to go to therapy I'm very quick <laughs> at reading someone's body language and the language that they use and just their general I don't want to say aura because it sounds a bit like out there but their aura well, which is yeah, basically the energy, energy field the around energy, them yeah. and then you kind of see what they're grappling with and you go ah that's an issue for them so it may be a, a, a figure thing with your body. It might be a thing about your hair or your father, you know, abusing you or whatever. You notice it very quickly, and it's in the body, it's in the voice, and it's in the energy field. So you subtly... It's hard to explain, actually. So you subtly say things, and you work around things that will tap into that without them knowing that I'm doing that directly. But they'll go, oh, because it wasn't tapped directly, they go, oh, I felt a release there. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm glad you didn't notice what I was doing, though. <laughs> But no, yeah. It's the psychology Because we've it. all got things from the past that have hurt us and issues, but it's about knowing that we're all the same. Mm. We've all been hurt, we've all had issues, but we need to crack on. Everyone's mm. got their insecurities, haven't they? Yeah, of course. Everyone, that's, that's human nature. But it's, yeah, it's getting over those and accepting those or, or just letting them go and mm. being able to be free with yourself and know yourself before you And also you can knowing why you're an actor. I say to a lot of my clients, those who are professional and those who are in training and et cetera, I say, why do you want to be an actor? It's that age-old question. A lot of the time, people can't answer it. And if you can't answer it, like I couldn't when I was acting, I shouldn't be doing it then, really, if you don't know why you're doing it. And if you don't know that you're serving the play and serving the art to a further purpose, to enhance humanity, and you're just doing it for yourself, oh, dear. You're never going to fill that void. Mm. It's about helping. It's about it's like a new age politics, really. Mm. Mm. Art is to teach people about history and what happened and human species and whatever. And if yeah. you're not serving that, get out of the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, that's interesting. So that's the sort of the life coaching, drama coaching uh, situation. Do you take those same approaches into the rehearsal room? Yeah, I think I do. Mm. I think I do. Yes, there is a difference between being a director and being a coach, but they're so wispy thin, the differences. And I am a director who is a coach 
who is coach as director, not just director. Because mm. I think the directors who I've worked with and quite you know famous ones, good ones, they um, they just do the directing. So mm. they just look at the piece and the imagery and all that, but they don't look at the actual, how do I get into it as an actor? How do I understand this person psychologically? Mm. And it becomes very facade and very mm. character playing. Mm. 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 There is no character. The character is a person <laughs> on a page. You it's just you. You're saying yes. I'm you're saying yes to everything because everything five. I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> everything that I do is my don't feed the drama. So I. Cheers. It's amazing. But it's you as if. It's always you as if. And if you are not you as if, that's what Stanislavski, the great man, mm. said. It's you mm. as if. Mm. But they misinterpreted him. Misinterpreted. Oh, I need a voice coach there. Misinterpreted him. And they sort of do it like a character. It's not. Yes, and, and it, it, again, w when people, when I, I tell them I'm a director and a, a coach, people say, oh, what, so what method do you use? And I go, um, well, yeah. I don't. And they go, oh, so you're not Stanislavski, you're not Meisner, you're not Strasbourg, you're not Adler, you're not... All, like, well, um, well, I'm just me in a room with some people <laughs> trying to create something. And allowing uh, play to happen for a long time that I don't really get involved. Well, I do, but I, d I let them yeah. do the discovery. How, uh, d are you that, or do you... What's your... Well, I, I hate to say, what's your method? Well, uh, I kind of do have a method, I would say, um, and it is my method, but I would argue that everything in the 21st century stems from Stanislavski. And even David Mamet, who is his biggest... Oh, oh yes, absolutely. I don't do Stanislavski. You're yes. the one who does it the most, my friend. Absolutely. Well, you're hiding behind it, yes. calling it your Atlantic theatre technique to yes. make yourself look like it's your thing. No, it's Stanislavski. I do my dissertation about Mamet, and Did that was you? very, very interesting, reading True and False and uh, his other work, and his, his uh, uh, saying that Stanislavski is a little rubbish and, and other stuff. And then, and, and, and then going through Stanislavski via Meisner, and you just think, well, hang on a minute. It's all the same. Linked. I know, it's all <laughs> the same. They, they have their different, uh, maybe, analogy or words or whatever, but there is that thin, that long line that goes through all of them. So whenever people say, what method are you, you think, well... It's all the it's same. It's my opinion on all the same. Mm. And I, completely. Not putting words in your mouth, but it sounds like No, but like I completely agree with you. Yeah. yeah, and I did my, um, in 2010... No, 2009 to 10. I did an MA at Central, which is called the Actor Training and Coaching MA, which I would recommend to anyone who wants to further their coaching. I was already a coach, but there was something missing where I couldn't quite find the geography of all the practitioners and put them together and teach it cohesively. Because we are now in drama schools where I teach. We are now at university level. So we have to be able to say, this is Laban, mm. this is Lecoq, mm. this mm. is how this and this mixes mm. together. And if you're not saying that, you either don't know or you're pretending it's your own work. No. There's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely. And we are borrowing ideas. We have to know who we're borrowing from and why and how yes. they're linked. So this MA really helped me understand who the practitioners were. Remind myself, because I knew already as an actor. Mm. But to go, ah, that's Meisner, that's Lecoq, that's da da, -da and then to understand it. Mm. The connection between all of them. And what they all relate to. And realising, like you say, that they're all the same. Stanislavski. <laughs> yeah. Amazing man. Yes, absolutely. I, and just which thinking... Is truth. You mentioned Lecoq as well, which is... Uh, uh, when I've assisted, uh, the, the director used Lecoq. And, and, but it was a very long rehearsal period. So I think she was thinking, what am I going to do in this long period? But we did a lot on the elements and, mm. and, and stuff like that, which is... How which, did you find that? Well, I had not done... That was not my... Lecoq was not my background. Uh, I found it 
quite fascinating. And then I went, and quite interesting, and I, because I was observing it, watching the actors. And then I went to a Lecoq workshop and was doing the elements and rolling along the floor pretending to be fire and, <laughs> and water and, <laughs> and rock. Fun. But I loved it, and it does... Again, it's it, and because it was created in the now, at that time, again, it affirms more of the links of all all the Completely. guys, all the guys, because you do the work and then you throw it away, yeah. sort of thing. It's like a family; they're all connected. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I do think I will keep saying it: the Godfather is Stanislavski, but poor bloke was misunderstood because of Russian politics at the time, right. as you know, okay. yep. and they got rid of all his later texts. Mm. And then most of the Americans, like Strasbourg and Adler, they were like, oh, yes, it's all about the first half. No, mm. as Uta Hagen said, it's the second half. Yes, yes, absolutely. Actually, he was really lost in translation. Mm. So, okay, so you're, let's let's say you were doing, doing a rehearsal or a coaching someone in, in uh, uh, a classical piece uh, and a, a modern, very modern piece. Would you approach it the same? Or would you do you have a different? Again, I suppose it's the life coach thing on what the actor needs. But what I, I think the question I'm asking is 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 from way back when playwriting to now. Do you think it's the same way of looking at it with yes. in, in the rehearsal room and with your uh, yes clerks? and no? Okay, <laughs> a bit like the director and coach thing. Um, yes, in the sense that I'm always looking for truth. That that age old word that we're all looking for: truth. Is it truthful, or are you just acting? So I always say to my students, stop acting. The word acting is the wrong word for acting because yeah, it's like yeah. Meisner said, it's being truthful under imaginary circumstance. You're being, yes. you're not acting. The minute we call it acting and it comes from the French, that's why it's been misunderstood, it becomes about putting something on. And especially with classical texts, because it's far removed from us historically, we assume, <laughs> I love your little wave that he's waving. It's just amazing, go on, go on. <laughs> um, we assume that because it's old text, we have to give it grandeur, and it's like it's these old... People haven't changed since the dawn of time. We are the same people with the same wants, yeah. the same issues. The only thing that changes, as Uta Hagen beautifully says, who I really follow more than anybody, is that we changed the costume because of the fashions of the time, and they made us move differently. We didn't move physically differently. We just did with a costume on, or because of courtesies at the time. Right. So understand the period that you're in, but don't play a character and think, oh, they're different to mm. us. No, no, they're the same as us. Mm. Yeah. But what country are they in? What's the climate? What are they wearing? They will all affect you. That's exactly as you were saying in, I think, the last episode about Don't Feed the Drama, about people doing Shakespeare, people doing <laughs> these classical texts, whereas they're not, they're not truthfully being that character they're just doing what they think should be done and, and that's why it makes presented. people go oh yeah it's, uh, and the, the word you use which is a word i use which is wonderful which is grandiose it's it we have this especially the victorians decided to clean up shakespeare and make it you know polite and, yeah. and this, then this grandeur uh, 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 appeared and of course the whole point of a soliloquy is talking to that one person supposedly and expecting possibly that answer back Absolutely. so so yeah that no that's great that that that, that happens because i think a lot of actors young actors obviously you know especially shakespeare trying to do their thing and then and you say no it's the opposite yeah stop doing a thing and then you know because shakespeare was crude and 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 grand and all these sorts of things so so that's good so and have you been in that situation where you've coached or worked with an actor where where they've had find that that 
difficult to get rid of that grandiose. Oh yes, especially with the first year BAs. Right. I think the first year BAs in any drama school they fall into two categories. One half is I've got it, I know it, I'm brilliant. Here <laughs> I am, I'm a star. Great, but there's a lot to learn too. And then you get the others who are like, oh, I've learned all these bad habits, and this is what I think acting is, and they make it very grandiose. So they fall right. into it. One becomes overtly naturalistic, and what I call the telly of the 21st century, and they mumble and don't open their mouths and move enough to make a performance happen. And the other half, they make it over the top to, make, to overcompensate for the truth. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm, mm, mm. So you're somewhere between, you've got to, yeah. you've got to so strike a balance. So by third year, you want to go, right, now we're all that, we've merged the two together, because both are essential um, to find the truth. You can't make it too small, and you can't make it too... It's this thing of big and small, there is something about that. I'm not going to go into it now, because I'll be here forever. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's great, it's just great. Well, it's food for thought and lovely for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you so, so you're just talking about when, you, when you've had an actor that in, in the, that's good they're talented they're great but have not got it do you do you, how do you do you ever have that struggle you think okay I, I, it's maybe it's me how am I, how can i approach very this, often this person? i have that i always think it um as a coach you've got to understand that it, everything in life is a mirror and what you're reading from the other person whether they be a, like even now sitting here with you a client or in an interview or a friend or a lover or a mother or whatever whatever energy they're giving off to you is the energy that you're giving to them. So as a coach, it's very important to realize, oh, this student's not getting it. They're a bit aggressive. Oh, what am I being like teaching them? Mm. So I need to change myself first to get into them before they can change and give me back some work. Does that make sense? It's like, de it's like developing rapports with people, isn't it? Yeah. And, and changing yourself to, to, to match what they are doing. And, and yeah, it's that, isn't it? Yes, it's like the, one of the first rules of directing, don't ever leave the room on a bad note completely because actors will go do, 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 all night long scenario 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 they'll create everything they'll come in the next day and they'll go ah! at you mm. and you think oh okay so it's the same thing as leaving the room on a good positive 100 percent. Um, it's the sandwich isn't it yes it's a good old feedback sandwich yes this is great this is bad whatever bad means not that i ever believe there is a bad but it's what he's working on <laughs> and this is and this is the brilliant bit so yes. leave them on a good note always because it goes back to this Meisner idea of them not being loved enough as children. I think he pushed it too far. Yes, because I always have a slight problem with that, to be yeah, honest. No, and maybe that's my problem. <laughs> exactly. Possibly. But, but there's something in that, i.e. Yes. They're not... They were, I mean, I was very loved as a child. My parents were amazing. Yet I wanted to fulfill an emptiness in me. And the emptiness wasn't because of not being loved, not having loving parents... It was because I didn't love myself. So it's, it's yes, yeah, so that's discovery. Yeah. Which is what drama is. Mm. So that's, that's sort of, yeah, that's great. So my whole thing is about confidence and self-acceptance. And I always say if the whole world just accepted themselves for who they are and how they look, we would have no war. Mm. We would have no economical struggles, no political barriers. We all just, if we all just accepted everything and us first... There'd be no issues. There'd be no racism. It'd be amazing, wouldn't there'd it? No drama. What would we do? Oh, we would have drama because <laughs> we would look at what could be and yeah, what yeah. was. And <laughs> historically, in the yeah. 20th century, yes. yeah, they still weren't getting it. Maybe in the 40th century, we'll get it. I don't know. So, do you think we're still of comedy and tragedy of the Greeks? Are we still harping back? Do we still have that in our performance way? Because I mean, I'm going back to now that they were just very plain and crude and oratorial and, and all this sort of stuff. Do you do you think that we as actors put on too much and could strip down more and be freer? 
or not? Mm. I actually think we've made it, like I mentioned a few minutes ago about the, t the TV acting of the 21st century, I think we've made it too stripped off now. Oh, okay. So, again, you have to remember what style am I in? What period am I in? What is this historically? And then you have to become that, I would say, stylistically. So if you're, I think you've got to be true to what you're playing style-wise mm. and what you're playing period-wise. Mm. So I would don't see it as generally small or generally bigger. Or mm. It depends what period we're setting it in. So give me an example of what we're setting. Um, okay, well, it's interesting because I'm going to be doing a 19th century political drama pretty soon. I'm not sure what it is, but soon. And uh, possibly like a Bernard Shaw right. type. Let's, let's say Major Barbara. And you are setting it in that time. You're Probably not taking it out. No, I'm setting it in that time. How how would you, I'm going to ask? I'm asking for tips now. <laughs> how 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 do you think that that should be approached in the sense of the stripping down, but not the stripping down? Well, I think if I do a lot of movement coaching as well, but if you're not prone to knowing about movement and how the body works to do with style and time and what period you're set in, I would get a very good movement coach in to work with me, or to work with the company, I should say, mm. not with me, with us, mm. um, to see how did the body move in those days and why. And again, it's normally down to the costumes because the bodies are bodies. We would just, so if you have a corset, whatever, you're going to yeah. sit differently, you're going to move differently, you're going to breathe differently. Mm. But if you're in a baggy Adidas tracksuit, you're going to be totally different and much mm. more relaxed. And da, 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 da. what we wear affects us, even us now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. when I go for a smarter job, I'm I'm, I'm feeling much more, you know. Oh, more I see. Polite. So you didn't dress up for us then. I see. Ah! <laughs> I'm wearing my usual blacks, aren't I? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So it depends how you feel. Because you took because you do classes here in screen acting. That, that's and correct. And text and active analysis as well. And text analysis. Uh, analysis. Uh, you're also talking about physicality as well within text analysis is that correct is that yes. you do that as well so how how does how does those classes happen how do you do the text analysis and the physicality how do you do that um in a in a workshop situation which obviously is not costumed and no it's not rehearsal it's a it's a it's a it's like a rehearsal almost because mm. you're just playing with what could be and what i could make out of this and um i like my actors to get very naked and I mean naked as in psychologically and let themselves mm. go. Because if you can't go, I have an exercise that I do with music to get people to get rid of their inhibitions. Um, because if you can't go there, then on stage you're always going to be playing 3% less than you could or, God forbid, 30% less than you could. Mm. Um, so in answer to your question, which I've lost now because I'm thinking of my own thing. How, how the, from the text analysis with the physicality, how, how does that work together? So we would look at, so in, in, very, in a nutshell, we would look at the text, read it, discuss it, break it down, understand it intellectually with that side of the brain. And then after understanding it, we would then take it onto the floor and do some work with it. I start with Meisner a lot with this, mm. to just listen to each other, what's the text saying, how are we responding to each other in character, so-called in character. Act, react. Yeah, yeah, act, react. And then do some work on the floor with it. So as director, I would then go, right, let's look at this scene if this happened. I'm going to give you this objective. Oh, let's change this objective. Let's change this scenario. I and mean, just play with it. Really throw everything out there, all the toys. Play with it. Mm. Do stuff that you would never do at on the show, for example, or when you film it. But to really, really see what could be. Yes. 
And there's a lot that could be, we should always respect the text, mm. but there's so much to take from the text that you can play with way more than you realise. Yes, I mean, that's, again, why I was allowed just play, 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 because even the wrong things, you might find something yeah. that's gorgeous, and you go, oh, wow, mm, okay, let's use that a Absolutely. bit. Or look in that direction for a, for a moment. Yeah, because acting is playing. Mm. It's like, I always give the example of the child playing in the playground and being really into being the demon or the princess or the whatever, <laughs> or the stone. Like they really believe they are the stone. Yeah. And then that's what acting is. It's not pretending. You believe it. In that moment, you believe you are a stone. But mm. you've got to fully believe it. And then mum or dad go, oh, dinner, okay, gone. And the stone is gone. <laughs> They've let go of the stone. All that pain and torture that the stone went through, it being kicked about, had gone because they were just playing the stone. And that's what acting is, it's playing. Mm. Truthfully, under imaginary circumstances. <laughs> Quoting. No, that's great. Um, let's let's plug uh, the, some of the things that you've got going on here. Then, so you do you do your own thing. You do your own coaching and, yes. and acting. That's your own private one on one or on set. You can find me on my website, actingcoachever.com. Excellent. If you need some time. Excellent. Good. And the the workshops you do here. What is the what are the ones that you've got? coming up i've just done a couple but the next the next one is in two weeks time on the 11th Wait, what month are we in november no we're, october we're <laughs> we'll be October. hello welcome to the world of freelance i never know what day it is <laughs> is it friday is it friday today no it's wednesday thursday. Oh, no, it's thursday today <laughs> thursday i thought it was yeah. wednesday oh god we're all freelance <laughs> so the next one is in two weeks time on a friday 11th with the screen acting and then the one that is a new one that I'm doing here, because a lot of actors did screen with me here, and they said, oh, I didn't know what to do with the text. And I say, I don't have time to do that with you. I need to do a new class for that. So Michael, John, and I have opened a new class, which is text and active analysis on the 21st and 22nd of November. Excellent. So book in and Ooh, see I'm, what I want to come. Text. Yeah, I might me have too. to join just to come. Yay! Yeah. Steal all your ideas <laughs> and take them to rehearsals. <laughs> Please do. We all do, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> if we don't, we're lying. <laughs> Great. So uh, if anyone out there wants to book for those workshops, they can go to the uh, Actors Centre website, which is actorscentre.co.uk, and, and look up those dates and those workshops. Okay. Excellent. Oh, that's that's been a really good good episode this week. So yeah, great. So uh, thanks very much for coming on the show again. My Eva. pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks everyone for listening out there. If you've got a minute, it would be great if you could write us a review on iTunes and rate us out of five stars. Is there anything else to say? Just rate us five. Just rate us five stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Jason B. Moore. And I'm Eva Kolodziejska. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs>